Welcome to episode 40 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing working out on an empty stomach, if your knees can go over your toes in a squat, and how long a personal trainer should expect a client to work with them. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Hey, everybody. It's episode 40. I just got back from Austin, Texas. Uh, I was there for a bachelor party. I took a 6 a.m. flight, so we were at the airport at like 4 or something like that. So if I speak nonsense during this podcast, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not because you're still drunk. From yeah, def- definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely, definitely. Totally not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might need an extended detox. <laughs> um, bachelor parties must be... Outrageous. I have never been on one personally. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Lauren experienced her first kick yeah, from the baby. I felt the baby kick for the first time. Well, actually, I think it was the second time, but the first time I didn't believe it was really happening. I <laughs> thought I dreamt it or something, but this time it was definitely real. So it was pretty special. I texted Jason right away. He was probably like out at a bar and I was like, our baby's kicking. <laughs> <laughs> was it a strong kick? Was it like a karate kick or no, was it, it like was a like, little like It was like nudge. popcorn. It was like a bunch of kicks. It was like he was doing oh, aerobics wow, in there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one and two and. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Anyway. All right. We've got some great questions today. So we are going to get right into it. So, all right. So our first question comes from Stina Campagna and she asked, just listened to podcast 38 talking about working out early in the morning. One thing I hoped you would talk about was whether or not it's okay to do it early before eating. I usually get up a little after 5 a.m. and work out right away. I find that eating or drinking anything before causes reflux and a not so great workout. I try to get a little something after, but usually wait on breakfast until an hour later with my kids. What are your thoughts? Anything I should change? Um, And then side note, I've been doing this early routine for eight years. So first of all, I would say No, don't change anything Mm -hmm. um, because you've been doing this successfully for eight years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of this, especially with the early morning workouts, is going to be very, very individual. Um, There will be people who say, oh, yeah, like there's all these benefits to working out on an empty stomach. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be other people who will say like, oh, you know, you won't have enough energy working out on an empty stomach. But the reality is that different people feel differently after they eat. And when you're working out at 5 a.m., if you're somebody who has acid reflux or, or gets a little bit like overly full or bloated or anything from your food, doing that right before a workout is going to hinder your workout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like, it's like the pros and cons of social media and the internet age where it's like so much quality information out there, but also a degree of information overload. And based on the person, whoever's posting that advice, they're going to have some certain biases. And so they might have a little bit more of a more of a rigid stance on some of these things and you start to second guess yourself and like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making this optimal? But really it comes down to if you are successful at it and if you're consistent with it in the long run. And if it meets those two and it's working well for you, then there's really nothing to change. Yeah. So I, when I work out first thing in the morning, which is rare, um, cause usually we're coaching in the morning, but I used to work out with Anna mm-hmm. in the mornings and, um, I did not eat beforehand because I just felt too, I almost felt a little bit sluggish. Um, and I just wasn't, I didn't feel hungry beforehand. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything before the workout. Um, but I I did drink for me personally, I did drink an amino complex, um, from Thorn, which is Thorn FX is where we get a lot of our supplements. Um, they have an amino complex, which is like some amino acids, some branch chain amino acids, Mm -hmm. um, similar to a BCAA, but a little bit more complete. Um, I would drink that during the workout. 
I have no idea if that was placebo or <laughs> if it was working, but for me, it got me like through the workout where I felt like I was getting just a little bit of something as I was going and didn't make me full or didn't make me feel like I had just eaten anything solid. Um, and then I would just have a shake right after. So protein shake with vegetables, fruits and vegetables in it. Um, yeah. And any- that worked for me. That worked well. Yeah. Anytime anyone, uh, any of our members asks how to fuel their workouts, but without necessarily eating something, we'll point them in the direction towards um, an essential amino complex. So not just PCAs, like Lauren mentioned, but one that actually has all the amino acids that you're looking for. Um, that seems to provide just the amount of energy that they need to go through the workout without feeling like there's something in their stomach slowing them down. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, like there, if you are diabetic or if you have blood mm. sugar imbalances or anything like that, you probably should, you definitely should eat something yeah. before your workout um, because you don't want your blood sugar to drop during the workout. Um, so in that case, if it becomes more of a health specific reason, there there is more of a benefit to eating before the workout. So again, it really is not um, going to make or break your results in the gym unless it's affecting your workout. Yeah. So if not eating is making you feel like you don't have the energy energy to get through it, you should eat. If eating is making you feel sluggish, you shouldn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's pretty much the, the gist. And I would recommend trying both. I would recommend experimenting if you are a morning person, experiment with um, trying an empty, going on an empty stomach and just kind of bring a snack with you in case you get halfway through and realize, nope, this isn't for me. Um, or vice versa, experience having some oatmeal or something with a little bit more carbs in the morning and see if actually, wow, you feel a lot more energized and you have a lot more um, energy and, and oomph behind your workout. Yeah. And I mean, if, <clears throat> it might change over time as well. Like during during college, I would routinely go to the cafeteria at like 8 p.m. I would have like four hamburgers and like <laughs> a bunch of different food and then go to the gym directly after and work out for like two hours because there were no responsibilities back then. <laughs> but And now, like, I can't even imagine doing that. And now I traditionally just go for an amino complex and prefer an empty stomach. So yeah. things might change. Yeah, things do change. I used to do that in gymnastics. We used to have like McDonald's hamburgers in our at our in our locker room, yeah, like yeah. halfway through the workout because we were starving, <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, just have a burger and then go flip upside down." <laughs> I can no never big do deal. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully that that does help. And yeah, again, it's not. I don't think that it is as much of a scientific matter as it is an individual personal matter um, yeah. in this case. So yeah. hopefully that helps out. All right, cool. Number two, this question comes from Martin Cooper, and he asked, Hi, I just want to say that I like your videos. I would like to ask for your support. I have a question about the squats. I found a post where they commented that when doing squats, the knees can can exceed the toes, and that did not ex- affect the knees. Uh, Basically, they're asking, can you squat with your knees going over your toes? Yeah, right? is yeah. it okay to squat? Um, because he said... Most of the professional trainers comment comment otherwise that you should keep your knees behind your toes. Yeah, so this this was a myth that sort of got um, circulated around the late '80s, early '90s, I believe, and this was during um, like a lot of those group classes where it would be like an aerobics instructor, basically, and just a general rule of thumb that they just gave out was keep your knees behind your toes. And I think that's sort of like, that's how this whole thing got started. And now it's just been like very widespread and unfortunately um, has become a little bit more popularized. But there is nothing wrong with your knees going over your toes. In fact, if you're trying to achieve 
a really deep squat position, like there's no other way around it. Your knees actually have to be about 20 degrees past your toes, which is like four to five inches past your toes if you're looking to do the deepest squat you can, really. And if you think about baby squatting or people that are like gardeners or working rice patties or whatever, you know, other cultures um, dictate that sort of squat pattern, um, all with the same knees over toes um, emphasis. Yeah. And so the reason that it became a thing, probably, I I wasn't in the industry at that point, but it probably was because there were people complaining about their knees hurting during squats. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people probably found that, oh, if you don't let your knees go forward, they don't hurt as much. Um, But that was specifically for people who are probably also experiencing some other issues with their knees that mm-hmm. were causing that pain, not the fact that their knees were necessarily going forward. Yeah. Um, and by, by keeping the knees behind the toes, that was temporarily taking away that agitation from the squats. Um, mm-hmm. It probably wasn't actually fixing the problem behind it because yeah. you should be able to pain-free squat with your knees going forward over your toes. And if you can't, it actually means something's probably going on with your movement or, or with your joint that you need to get addressed mm-hmm. um, because not being able to do that pattern without pain is actually the problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and, yeah, if anyone has any sort of knee pain while squatting, um, and if they're a member at Achieve, we'll basically just shift them to be more hip dominant where they do keep their knees back. But we're always thinking about what can we do from a mobility or a stability standpoint to maybe increase their ankle mobility or their hip mobility or whatever we think is going on that is affecting that squat pattern and affecting their knees and not just saying, Okay, let you're going to squat like this forever from now on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if if for instance you have really tight ankles, but you're trying to force your knee pattern to go forward, mm-hmm. probably you would end up compensating in some way and that's why it was hurting your knees because you're compensating for your tight ankles. Yeah. Or the same thing if you have some stiffness in your hips, you're compensating with your knees because that's kind of the next nearest joint. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's when we address the joints that are either below or above the joint that's causing you pain, sometimes that actually relieves that pain and allows you more freedom of movement. Um, And so instead of just saying, don't do squats this way, let's actually look for solutions to the problem. And oftentimes looking at the surrounding joints and seeing if there are other areas that we can work on loosening up or or getting more stable, um, that can actually really help and allow you that freedom to go knees over toes without any pain. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times pain at a certain site doesn't mean that the pain is due to that particular area. So if you're, yeah, if your knees hurt, like it could be um, influenced by a lack of hip mobility or lack of ankle mobility and um, lower back, same thing. If your lower back is constantly achy, maybe something to do with the hips and your upper back. So um, we we try to take it a little bit more of a globalized approach. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hope that clears some stuff up. And then our third question. This one is from Mike McDonald. And he asked, I have a question that I would like you guys to answer. I can't find the answer online. I want to know how long the average personal trainer should expect to train with a client. I have trained some clients for years, months, and some only a few weeks. Anytime someone stops training, no matter the reason, I take it as though they stopped seeing value. So I feel like I failed. But I realize that not all clients are for life. How can I distinguish between a client I serve start to finish from someone I slacked on? Um, This is a great question. This is really good. Yeah. I mean, just by the fact of asking this question alone, pretty much indicates that he's doing the best he can. Yeah, he right? cares a lot. Yeah, like otherwise it would be like, oh no, like 
you know, it's their fault Blaming for not understanding. Or, yeah. yeah. So um, I think already the mindset is is uh, on a good start. Yeah. Um, and it, it really is hard to say how long somebody's going to be a client. Yeah. Um, we've had people, I mean, Jason still has his second client ever. Mm-hmm. So that's been 10 years. Yeah. Um, we have some that have been with us for, yeah, eight, seven, eight, nine years. Um, and we have people who stay with us for less than a year sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think what he said, he kind of hit the nail on the head with like, they stopped seeing the value. Mm-hmm. And so what we try to do is always continue to provide more value. And I think it's a constant reassessment of what that person is looking for. Yeah. Um, if you make assumptions, that's when you can start to lose people. Mm-hmm. So assuming that someone wants to keep losing weight mm-hmm. or assuming that someone, because their initial goal when they first met you was to lose weight and they accomplish that goal, assuming that they're done and now it's yeah. just maintenance mode or so always in something that we teach our staff and that we do is we're always reassessing with our members what is what's next for you and and asking them to look forward and showing them that there are so many different possibilities than what they initially came in for. Yeah. So early on it's it tends to be weight loss. That just is the nature of our field is that a lot of people come in with they want a personal trainer because they're looking to lose weight. But a lot of people accomplish that pretty early. Um, or as they're accomplishing that, they realize that that's not what's actually important to them. What's mm-hmm. important to them is feeling great. And all of a sudden they can run up the stairs without getting out of breath. And then they start to question like, well, could I run a 5k? Yeah. Or could I do like a Spartan race? And you want to be the one to encourage them that, yes, you could do that. And we can keep training for that. We can change your program. Um, and I think that giving them those opportunities to see further down the line and see these new opportunities is really going to help you create more um, of a bond with your clients and, and keep them for longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And as their training age gets a little more advanced, they just, yeah, they just have a better sense of what they actually want to do or accomplish and just constantly checking in and seeing if things have changed or evolved. And I think the the worst trap to get into is to, yeah, identify what goal they had initially and then the programming and the way you coach doesn't um, change to reflect their evolution. So if they initially wanted to get stronger and you're constantly doing squat, bench and deadlift over and over again, then, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit repetitive, a little bit um, stagnant. But if you, um, you know, if they're like, oh, I want to get better condition as well, and you switch up the program to reflect that, then it just continues on the process that you're basically like a, a consultant as well, like that you can adapt to whatever thing that they want to accomplish. Yeah. And we, with some of our more veteran people now, we ask them at the end of, we write programs. So everybody has a four to six week program that they're mm-hmm. working on. And at the end of their program, we'll say, all right, so what do you want to work on next? Um, And we give them a little bit more autonomy there. Obviously, we're not telling them, okay, you write the next program. Um, But what are the things you'd like to, like, have you seen anybody do anything in the gym that looks cool to you? Because we know that they can make those more informed decisions because they have a better concept of what they can do already. They have a better concept of how long something might take to work up toward. Um, So giving them a little bit of of a part, letting them play a role in their journey, um, I think does really help some of those more veteran people who have been with you for a while. Um, and then obviously you putting your expertise on it and being like, okay, I can help program. I can help write a program to get you to that goal. Um, yeah. So I think it's constant checking in, constant asking questions about how people feel, what their new goals are, um, and, and showing them if they don't know what their new goals are, making some suggestions. Yeah. And I mean, like we have people that 
when it's time to renew, like they're in the middle of a house reconstruction or they're about to get married or they're about to have a kid and move slightly further away. And then, yeah, it's just sometimes just kind of life happens and there's nothing you can really do about it kind of thing. Like we, we always subscribe to trying to provide more value to justify it. But sometimes these circumstances do kind of align in such a way that it's, it becomes difficult for the person to also manage a gym membership on top of it. So yeah, don't take it personally. If they don't, if they don't renew with you, I think it's a good idea to always evaluate why, um, Mm -hmm. doing a quick little exit interview sort of thing. Just be like, Hey, like I love working with you. I'm always trying to get better. So is there any feedback you have for me? Um, anything that I could have done differently that would have made you train with me longer. Usually if, if you've created a good relationship with that person, they're happy to answer those questions, especially if you do it in a way that's just, asking them because you want to get better. Yeah. Um, people are usually willing to help you out in that way if, if you ask. Yeah. And then just over time, what actually a lot of the times happens is once whatever they were either going through or paying for or oblig- had obligations with, they might come back after two, three, four years if you're still in the same area and that sort of thing. So yeah. we've gotten quite a number of people back after initially leaving us for whatever reason. We were like, Oh man, what could we have done better? But then they just came back and it was just better timing for them. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) All right. So that's everything we have for you today. We hope your burning questions were answered and we can't (laughs) wait to do it again on Wednesday. How am I doing? That was good. Coming up with a better closing. Okay, cool. Um, If you have any questions regarding health, fitness, or business, DM us on Instagram at Achieve Fitness Boston. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we'll love you forever. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles. We also have a special announcement that our Fit 101 workshop is going to be on pre-sale for one more day. So tomorrow is the last day of the pre-sale price, which is $99 for the full day workshop. We are super pumped about this workshop. It's going to be a full day, hands-on coaching intensive workshop on Sunday, June 3rd. Um, Basically, Jason and I will be leading the event and our head coach, Sarah Polacco, and our head program designer, Ted Andrews, are going to be team leaders. They're going to be there with us teaching and coaching. You're basically going to get an inside look into what it's like to be an Achieve member. You're gonna, we're going to talk about mindset, nutrition. We're going to give you hands-on coaching, talk about programming and how we put together workouts. It's going to be an immersive experience into the Achieve methodology, and we are just pumped about it. Yeah, basically, we've, got, we've gotten so many messages and requests open up in Spain, open up in California, whatever it might be. So we wanted to create a one day workshop where you can leave that workshop with a, just the tools to put together your own program and understand what nutrition plan is best for you and things like that. So you know exactly what to do once you leave the workshop. So the price goes up to one forty nine um, at the end of the like at midnight tomorrow. So this is your last opportunity to get in at ninety nine. Um, it's a really really good price for everything you're going to get. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have an optional workout on Saturday as well as a social. So if you're coming from out of town, we'll send you some accommodation um, recommendations and we'll also have some stuff for you to do on Saturday so you can spend a little time getting to know us and getting to know the area as well. Yeah. Cool. So sign up. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be a blast. We're super pumped. And, um, if you need more information, it's on our website. So you can go to achievefitnessboston.com. It's right on our homepage. Just click on the fit 101 link.